Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 342. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. I won't be on that one, but you'll have Tony and Andy, uh, Take care of you guys, uh, but we do have some good entertainment stuff today. Uh, Tony, you want to kick things off? Tony, you got uh, some nice stories from this uh, this weekend, or maybe not so nice stories? <clears throat> yeah, I've uh, I've got a couple stories here. Um, one's uh, a little spooky, so it'll go with the theme. But uh, I'll lead off the story with uh, the kind of the crazy little thing that happened to me this uh, this weekend. So. Uh, on Friday after work, I decided to go on a little run, which I, you know, usually do. I usually try to go on a, just a little jog or whatever around the neighbor, like uh, around the area. And I went on a run, my normal little route in there, you know. And then I, as I'm coming back into my neighborhood, I have two options of how to get back to my house. I can either keep going straight, which is just street, and then it's a little incline, and then you make a right at a stop sign, and then like you know, four houses down is my place, or I can cut through the pool area, which I like to do because you've got the community pool in the middle and then there's all this grass area and whatnot. And then there's like some steps that go up and it's just a nicer, uh, more relaxing little route. I mean, both routes are about the same uh, amount of time to get back to the house. So I decided to go that way, which is the way I go nowadays almost every time. And as I'm running up there, I see somebody playing fetch with their dogs. And as I get a little closer, I notice, oh, hey, it's actually a friend of mine that I went to high school with who I actually just was with this last uh, Sunday after, you know, this event happened that I'm about to share. And he's up with his girlfriend. They're playing fetch with the dogs. And I'm I'm running, mind you still, like I didn't stop running. I'm running and they're in my line of sight, like where I'm going to be running by. So when I got to there, I was probably going to stop and say hello but I stopped a little earlier than I expected because as I was running towards them, all of a sudden bolting past them was two pretty good sized dogs. And they both jumped at me and dogs, you know, you see it a lot. I was just over at another friend's house on Saturday and her dogs, you know, jump up at me and it's like, you know, they're friendly. It's like, you can tell that's just what dogs do. So, you know, you do the whole like, okay, Hey, like, you know, get down or whatever. Like, you know, I don't want your slobber, your licking, your, you know, playful teeth all over me or your claws and stuff. And I kind of did that, but then I started to realize like shortly after that, that they weren't really messing around. Like these dogs actually thought I was a, uh, a, like an intruder. And so I pushed them away a little bit and I started, you know, I tried to went a little bit off to the side to get away. And as I did that, one of them jumped at me and bit me right in the ass, like the lower butt area, uh, through my thankfully. And I, I mean, anybody who's listening to this that knows me and I know you two know this, I wear very short running shorts when I run. <laughs> I was, you know, I ran four years of cross country in high school. Like I I just run, I wear the short running shorts. So I was very lucky that where this dog bit me, it was through the shorts because it leaves. I mean, I've showed some people the photos. It it show it it left a pretty decent little bruise or whatever. And it, this one didn't bleed because, you know, it was at the, it went like, you know, through my uh, running shorts and underwear. So but I mean, had that gone a little bit lower, I mean, that could have been a decent chunk. So anyway, that happens. 
And before I could even think about like what had just happened, the other dog jumps up at me right at my face. Double team. It, it definitely tried to bite my face, I'm pretty sure. But instead, what it did was it headbutted me and I like kind of got back and then it put its claws on my face and that's where it scratched me. And then all after all that happened, I was like, okay, holy shit. And then finally, that's when like, you know, my friend got the dogs controlled and I'm just like, he's like, dude, I'm so, so sorry. Like him and the girlfriend were very apologetic. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. And I go to like, you know, rub my face because it was like, you know, I just got like, you know, headbutted. And as I look back at my hand, I got blood all over my hand. So I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, so at that moment, because everything did happen so fast, I truly wasn't sure if I got bit in the face or if I just got scratched, like where the blood was even coming from. And then I look and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm bleeding. And then like the girl sees it. She's like, oh, my God, you are. And she I'm like, well, is it like, how does it look? Like, I was like thinking like, you know, like, did I get bit? Did I get like, do, am I going to need stitches? Like, what, what's even going on here? Because all I'm seeing is the blood on my hand, which the more I'm touching it, the darker the blood's getting like the more the blood's getting so it's like okay it's it's bleeding pretty decent and i was finally like you know like you know what i'm i'm good i'm just gonna you know go back to the house so i walked back to my house you know constantly wiping my face you know just so whatever and i leave the door unlocked and as i get to the front door to open it the fucking door's locked and i'm like what is happening right now and the only way it could be, and the knob still turned. So the way it was locked was through the top lock, which you can only lock with a key on the outside or from, yeah, or from the inside. So then I was like, okay, maybe somebody, but no cars were there. So I knew nobody was home. So I was like, okay, maybe somebody came home really quick in the, you know, 20 minutes I was gone and they just stopped by and just locked up. So then I go outside and then my neighbor across the street, nice guy, like a uh, little bit older than me, nice couple with like a four-year-old daughter. I see him and he's like, Hey man, he runs also. He's like, you just finishing the run or did you just, uh, are you just starting? I'm like, well, I'm just finishing. I just got attacked by two dogs. Look at my face. And then he was, he was like, Oh my God. Like he noticed it too. And I still got blood all over me. And he's all like, I'm like, dude, I'm locked out of my house now. Like, can you help me? Like, can I just at least, do you have like a rag I can use just to stop the bleeding? And so he ended up giving me a towel to help me like clean myself up. And then I had to go through my, uh, my bedroom window and I got into my in the house and then I'm not thinking anything of it. And I happened to look back at the door and I noticed that the top is actually unlocked. So I'm like, OK, that's kind of weird. And then sure enough, the bottom handle just decided to break at that moment in time. And I couldn't even. And so we actually had to get a new lock. But that was my dog story. I mean, uh, what I can say from that is, you know, and, and for those of you wondering, I mean, maybe you guys are, too. But it was two. Both dogs were about 60 pounds. One was a Belgian Shepherd and the other was an American Pitbull. So yeah, I was going to guess a couple of Pomeranians, but yeah, that, that's good, what I actually asked know. my friend. Cause he texted me and he was all like, Oh my God, dude, I'm so sorry. Blah, blah. And I was like, what kind of dogs were those? Cause I was like, if I'm at, if I'm out somewhere and a girl sees my face, cause I got a little scratch on it, you know, and I say, Oh, I got attacked by a dog. I don't want them to think it was like two wiener dogs that attacked me. I was like, yeah. you know, I want people to know that. No, these were some, some big dogs, but, uh, Damn. you know, lucky for him, he knows me. Well, lucky for him too, it wasn't anything serious. The no medical, you know, treatment was required. And also lucky for him that uh, I know who he is and, you know, that, you know, because that could have been really bad if it was somebody else and, you know, what, what have you. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. All I can say is, you know, you got to be careful out there with your dogs, especially when they're off a leash and stuff. Like a lot of people, I don't think know what their dogs are capable of doing until, you know, there's a situation like that. Like, I think it's clear those dogs got a little spooked out by me because I was running. I think they got protective. But uh, that was that. But I have um, one more story, one quick story. This will be a lot faster. But uh, this was just a little spooky thing. I know I've talked before, I think, about when I wake up in the middle of the night and you 
think you see things or hear things, but the other night last week, and I can't even remember if I told this story on the podcast last week, but regardless, I have an update on it. So last week, uh, I think it was like Monday morning, Tuesday morning of last week, I had my window open in my room because it was, uh, and I rarely do, and my screen, you know, whatever, I got the screen, it's kind of broken, that's how I'm able to even get through my window, but um, I was laying down, I wake up in the middle of the night because I hear movement, and like I said, I'm not used to having my screen door, I mean, my window open. So I completely forgot that I did have it open. So because of that, I'm like jump up thinking, oh my God, I've got somebody in the, it, like somebody's in my room or something. And then I was like, oh no, it's just, you know, the it's coming from behind me. And I turn around and I look and I have a curtain. And so I don't open it, but I swear to you, what I thought I saw through the curtain was a figure in my backyard and it's and this backyard is connected to the master bedroom. So I do have a, a roommate that lives in that master bedroom. And I thought it was a silhouette of a person. So I and it looked like and sounded like what they were doing was watering plants. So I was thinking like, okay, she just can't sleep. It's three o'clock. And it, mind you, it was three ten in the morning. So we were between that three to four a.m. witching hour Watching period. Hour. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like okay, she's just watering her plants, which, you know, okay, you know, she's from Romania. Maybe they're just, you know, that's where vampires are from also. I was like, you know, I'm not yeah. going to judge it. So I kind of would, I was just like, all right, I'm going to go back to bed. So then I told that story to multiple people like, yeah, I'm pretty sure um, my roommate, she was watering the plants in the middle of the night. And I was like, which, okay, that's cool. And then I ended up seeing her Friday after the whole like, you know, front door, you know, debacle where we couldn't even open the front door. And I was like, I just had to know. And I'm like, hey, uh, by any chance, were you just out in like the middle of the night the other night, like watering the plants. And she was like, so shocked that she was like, what? No. Tony, and I, I was haven't like, been home in three days. Yeah, I know. I was like, okay. So I'm obviously come to the conclusion that my eyes must've been playing tricks on me, but for sure I was hearing something behind me cause it woke me up. So I either have to assume there was maybe a critter in the backyard or maybe it was the, the neighbor. And my eyes just thought I saw a figure because also we do have a little trash can back there. Like, you know, one for yard waste. So I'm thinking like it's what possible. If it was one of the dogs. Menacing. Yeah, those dogs yeah. are coming back to finish you off. They're on. No, this was before. Oh, a warning then. Okay. Yeah, yeah this was a warning doing shot. Their due diligence. This this happened like last week on like Monday or Tuesday mornings. This was like three or four days before the whole uh, dog massacre. But yeah, I um, it was definitely interesting. I haven't had an encounter like that since. But I w it was just weird because it was like I was. It wasn't even like a question. Like I was so positive that she was back there watering plants. Like I told multiple people and I told them with confidence too. I was like, Oh yeah, she was watering plants in the middle of the night. And it was like kind of weird, but you know, to each their own, but I come to find out that she wasn't. So then she told me, she's like, well, unless I like sleepwalk or something, which I'm like, okay, well now my door's locked every night because the last thing I need is a paranormal activity moment when I wake up yeah. at three in the morning and I got somebody watching me sleep. So, you Speaking know, of paranormal activity, we'll get there, but Oh yeah, that is a, that is a soft uh, teaser. But yeah, so those were, uh, Definitely a couple interesting stories. I mean, that, uh, you know, and I also did have a birthday last Wednesday. So that was how I started off my 33rd year on this earth was uh, attacked by two dogs. And pretty sure I'm seeing ghosts in the backyard. <laughs> now, didn't I, didn't I warn you about yeah, this, you Tony? Did. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> so we'll see. Woof. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it for my uh, news updates. Stay safe out there. I know. Yeah. Hey, man. And leash your dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you this, Tony. Do not drink all those pumpkin drinks. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this video that went kind of viral 
because uh, even I saw it and I don't do social media. Uh, a guy went to a Dunkin' Donuts and just ordered like a large Farva, no, uh, a large pumpkin drink from Dunkin'. 185 grams of sugar in this cup, 930 calories, 194 carbs, uh, 14 glazed donuts is the equivalent in uh, sugar. <laughs> 14 glazed donuts into this drink. Um, why isn't this more talked about, and why why would a company even make this drink? Uh, do you know what country you live in? Because I do. I know, and it's isn't America. it disgusting though? Like, no. Oh my no. god! Because you know who had two pumpkin spice lattes from Dunkin' Donuts this weekend? I did. So <laughs> I have the right to make the Wait. decision. <laughs> That I make. The, is this the drink I'm talking about? I, I don't think so because I got the one was like pumpkin coffee and it was like three. this thing has to be like atomic or something. I I'm don't not, know. I'm not sure. And I got mediums. I got mediums. So I got one frozen pumpkin drink. Um, I don't know how you, it could have 1,400 calories or whatever you're saying. That doesn't make any sense. I, it's I 930 it. calories. Whatever. It, that doesn't make any like logical sense just on the volume that's there. Um, but yeah, I don't care. You know. I bought pumpkin Twinkies today. And <laughs> I don't even like Twinkies. Have, I don't even like Twinkies. Why did Twinkies. you have two of them, Andy? I didn't drink both of them. I bought two. Buy one, get one? I went over to my parents' house and bought another one and gave it to them oh. to drink. Oh, so you did go to that local Dunkin'? Yes, Ville Park here. So uh, I take oh. Wrecking Ball Joe through there almost every fucking day. Really? <laughs> he, he, <laughs> likes, he likes it. He did get some like weird drink the other day with like the... The foam on the top or something. I'm like, God, have they some have so fun. many foams. Yeah, it's like, have some respect for yourself, Joe. Yeah, I would go to that one and just get an iced coffee with <clears throat> just a straight up coffee. Sure. That's have you fine. seen either of you seen this video? It's just some you know fitness guy, and he like sits down with the ingredients and I don't trust anything on social right. media yeah. because they're like the guy probably doesn't need to pass math and just making that shit up because I said it doesn't even make sense. Especially oh, when you're saying off it's of the equivalent to 14 donuts. Like, I don't know about that. But I think it's pulled off of the like website. It says total sugar is 185 grams. Yeah, we'll, see. well, that's not that much, I don't think, is it? No. What is 185 it? grams of sugar know. in a drink? That I don't know what's, like a what's, in a, what's in a can of Coke? These like, fucking numbers I think a can of Coke is like 30, like 40 something grams. So it's like grams four of cans sugar. of Cokes. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No, that doesn't make sense. Logically, it does Sounds not make sense. Frightening. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. No, I'm not. I'm not suggesting anyone uh, have one every single day, but it is the season, and it is the season. You have to enjoy you know? the season. When in when Rome. It's the, season. Like, the other no thing, gonna, and no one's going to buy canned pumpkin and just consume that because it has like no flavor. So you got to get in on the the sugar shit. But you know, it's fun. Yeah. Everything in moderation, including moderation, I suppose. Oh, boy. All right, Andy, give us a strike update. Uh, they're going to be negotiating tomorrow. The unions and the studios oh. are going to resume negotiations. Uh, I have said for a long time, I think the strike will end late September, early October, uh, just in time for them to uh, start production on new shows for the winter season. Uh, we already know that the fall season is done. CBS is airing the first season of uh, Yellowstone, and Getting all kinds of ratings. Um, Disney announced that uh, Monday Night Football will air on ABC throughout the entire rest of the year. So um, they've already punted on the fall schedule. Um, but if they settle these strikes soon, they'll be able to have shows out in like January, February. So 
Um, that's what I have always mm-hmm. thought. That's when they're gonna. That's when the pressure's on for them, and they'll they'll settle this strike. Um, so still no guarantees, but uh, the timeline's working out with my predictions here. Uh, the other strike news uh, had to do with daytime TV talk shows uh, coming back and the the blowback they received. Um, so a lot of these shows have been off because they haven't had writers and there aren't people to really go on the shows. But uh, some of them announced that they were coming back, including the Drew Barrymore uh, daytime show, which I don't. And is really that know on cable exists. or is that just like on YouTube or something? I think it's a real TV show. It's probably on like Channel Five or something like that. I don't know. Um, cause like, is Ellen, Ellen was like, uh, murdered, right? They, like, they just ended her. Yeah, I think, I think so. Um, she was so mean they, to people. Yeah. They have to do something else. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of blowback on, on this. And I think for the most part, all of them reversed their decision. Um, Bill Maher is also someone who's like, I'm bringing back the show without writers. And people are like, no, it's a bad idea. Um, and he said like, well, I was going to bring the show back because it seemed like there was no progress. And now that they said they're finally going to meet again, I will continue to not do the show. And it's like, I, I don't even know what that means. Like, you just put that, sh- you can't put that show together by yourself in like two days, even if it's not, even if it's just mostly people talking. I don't know. But, um, yeah, that won't be back. That was supposed to be back this Friday for anyone who was interested. It won't be, um, pending whatever happens with this strike. So, um, it might be over soon. Yeah, it's been going on for forever. This seems like the year of striking. You have the yeah. hotel people. I don't even know if they're still on strike or not. The union auto workers just went on strike. It's like all of Hollywood's on strike. Like it's so weird. Yeah, I mean it makes sense when um, you know we had went through this big inflationary period and people's like union contracts are like set to like well you agreed only three percent wages or wage increases and it's like well that's not acceptable during this time so. Yeah, it makes sense. Living way up, a lot of turmoil there. But. Oh, hopefully, yeah, we uh, get some more uh, shows and stuff back in production soon. Uh, what won't be back in production uh, is uh, Winning Time. No, so I think I talked about this last week uh, about the second season of Winning Time. You warned um, it. Yeah, and I said that the, it didn't look good for renewal. Um, the peep, the stars of the show couldn't go out and promote it. So the, the writer of the book that it was based on was really trying to promote it. Um, and it didn't work. So HBO, like immediately after the finale aired, said it's gone. And I guess the finale actually like makes it clear it's gone because it, they just do like a montage of like, and here's what happened. Mm-hmm. Magic Johnson got AIDS, yeah, but then he's still alive. Here's the next like, okay. 30 years. Um, <clears throat> but that's disappointing because I did, not only did I want to see the whole sequence play out with Magic and Kareem and all that stuff, um, I wanted him to like take five years and come back and do like Shaq and Kobe. I think that would be really neat because there's a lot of personalities on that team. You'd have like the firing of Del Harris and bringing in Phil Jackson. There's all kinds of good drama from that franchise. Well, the fact too that Kobe and Shaq, you know, oh yeah, heads, of course. The fact that like you know one of them went in, like I think it was Kobe that went in there and basically said well, it's either me or him. Because I could I could even see the, the the first episode would be like. The 95 season and it's Eddie Jones and Nick Van Exel and just like, this is depressing. <laughs> Eldon Campbell. <laughs> yeah. And then you get into, holy shit, they traded for Kobe and signed Shaq in one off season. And it's like, that's, that's the start of the next wave of that. Yeah, that is that's crazy. good TV right there. Um, but we're never going to see it. Um, also it looks, they, they only got through the 84 season, which is a season the Lakers uh, lost in. So the show ends on the Lakers <laughs> losing. Uh, which is, yeah, good cool. stuff for, for your TV show there. Um, they might bring back a, a version of this at some point for the Shaq and Kobe story. 
yeah, I mean, they could still always do that. And I don't know how that's going to work with who owns what rights and anything like that. Um, cause obviously you wouldn't need the, yeah, you wouldn't need the actors who played, (laughs) you wouldn't need the actors who played, uh, Magic and Kareem back. You'd need all new actors, but yeah, you don't want to keep John C. Riley there. Um, yeah, so it's sad because I feel like HBO hasn't had like a lot of good hits this year. Well, they had that one really good stretch, I feel like a few years ago when we were all watching it, when you had like, you know, Game of Thrones was still going on, you had Vice Principles. Yeah, just like fun little. Sh- I'm sure you know. A yeah, bunch. I mean, for a while yeah. it was like anything they would make, a ballers, it was, you know, ninety yeah. percent worth watching, and then they made the Young Pope, and I feel like it was all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, it was right when Game of Thrones. No, I mean they they had a they had a good little stretch here with the the House of the Dragon. The Last of Us were huge hits oh, for yeah. them. Um, but I'm saying the since, one, since Last of Us, I didn't watch either. Yeah, since that ended in February, they they really haven't had um, any big hits that everyone's watching. So. I rarely even open up HBO Max. Um, it seems like they don't get anything. Like, they just got the flash, and it's like, well, this will hold you guys over for a couple of months, right? And it's like, I could give a shit. It's like Peacock got Fast and the Furious 20. Like, I don't care. Give me something better than this. So, well, it's not I don't know. their fault. Those are the movies that the studios made. So, uh, well, it's Warner Brothers. Fault. And They'll have Barbie soon enough because they're Warner Brothers, but Andy, that's a big on. hit. It's not moving the needle for me. Okay, but it's moving the needle for like the entire Earth. So, um, I don't yeah. live on Earth, Andy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about that Paranormal Activity uh, play. Uh, so some yeah Broadway guy got the rights to adapt uh, Paranormal Activity as a stage play. It'd be funny if it was on ice. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> could it be actually? Musical? You know what? Though, before you get into that, really quick, like. Thinking about seeing this as a play, actually, I think you could do, like. I think it would be actually pretty creepy because I mean, has it there is been a scary play before? Fan of the opera. There you go. You got. You gotcha. No. Uh, probably. I mean, there's so many plays that aren't like big ones you would know. Like, yeah, like off, a play off Broadway. Wrong, like I don't think there's a big horror movie that was based on the play or anything like that. Um, but again, you know. Uh, the movie Bug. It's like Did a like Sweeney, Bug? Sweeney Todd or something. Yeah, that's a play, but that's not really horror. Did I don't know if Bug is horror. Did any of you see Bug? I don't know uh, what Bug is. It was uh, Michael Shannon. No, the Ladybugs. Like, no, he was like paranoid in a hotel room and he's on drugs. And it's like people are c- coming to get me. And then he's the insects are in my motel. Um, nice little movie yeah. there. William Friedkin. Who just died from, that was one of his last movies. Um, but that was a stage play. Because I think a stage play, what you want is like very small amount of characters. So Paranormal yeah, Activity yeah. has that. It's That's what I'm saying. And like I can already envision one the house. Like yeah. it's, you know, you kind of have like the, the blue background, like you're in the bedroom and like, you know, because what they'll be able to do is they'll be able to have a, where they have like a door and a door will just slam because it'll be quiet in the play. Like they'll be able to make that like really loud, which is like, no, they definitely can have something there. Well, what if it's immersive theater too, where you have like the demon w- running the aisle or something? I hope not. Or yeah. sneaking there up was behind a, people. That'll jack you up. No, you know what? That does jack you up. 4D I, play? I remember, I think it was back, it was, was years ago, because we went and saw, it was uh, when the Rugrats movie was in theaters. <laughs> so that just tells you how long ago this was. And it was like... Where are you going with this? Oh, you'll know, you'll okay. know. And it was the new... Um, like the Tustin Edwards like theater had just like opened or something, like the Tustin Marketplace. So they were having all this like thing. And they had people dressed up as like iconic characters and one of them was the wicked witch of the west and it was like scary 
And I was like, okay, like, that's fine. I'm like going into the Rugrats movie. She fucking comes in there and oh it like, you know, they did this whole thing and she's like, yell, you know, like yelling, making her noises. And I was horrified. I'm like, why the hell would they have her come into a movie for the Rugrats? There's children in here. Yeah. You know, in the, in the Muppet show at California Adventure that Sean doesn't even know existed, um, there's a point where Snuffleupagus came, comes out and runs through the crowd, <laughs> and it's pretty spooky. What? He's a he's a monster. Who is a Snuffleupagus? Snuffleupagus. I feel like that's a character in like Cat in the Hat or something. No, he's a Muppet. He's a big monster Muppet. Um, Interesting. And he's like in like a screen, and then he like goes out a room, and then he comes out the back door of the theater into the crowd, and it's like whoa. It seems shit. like a dream you had as a kid, Andy. That you no, it's real. It's real. The Muppet Show's good. And, you know, they, they cut to, because you're in a theater, they cut to the, everyone's favorite characters, the, the old men. Up in the, and they're there in reality, not just on the screen. Isn't that neat? neat? Yeah. That doesn't ring a bell. No, I hope this is real and I didn't dream this, but I'm pretty sure it's real. The Paranormal Activity stage? No, The Muppet oh. Show. Oh, The Muppet. At oh. California. You know what's right funny about you saying that? Because there are things where I do think of as a kid. Like, for example, the story I just told. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like 90% sure that happened, but like, what if it didn't? Yeah. Like, I still vision it. Who knows these days? I, I sure don't. I actually was having that conversation with a guy today over at the a nursery I was at to get some uh, flowers um, for a job tomorrow. It's uh, this one guy, and I'm like, yeah, I got the three flats of the Vincas. And I'm like, I think those are the Vincas, right? They're like over there. And he's like, yeah, they're, I'm like the periwinkle also. He's like, yeah, because all these plants have like a thousand names for them. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm learning. He's like, I'm trying to... You know, I'm learning new things. He's like, hey, as long as you're learning, he's like, and this guy's probably in his like 50s Asian guy. He's like, me on the other hand, he's like, I'm forgetting things. And I'm like, well, isn't that the thing of life? You know nothing, then you learn, and then you forget. <laughs> so that was a nice conversation I had today. Yeah, <laughs> you should say. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, know something about Richard Linklater's movie for Netflix. Uh, so yeah, he made a new movie without any, uh, distribution. So I don't know who financed it, but someone did, uh, premiered at, uh, couple of the film festivals that we talked about last week and, uh, Netflix ended up acquiring it for $20 million, which is, is a lot. Usually these movies that get acquired at film festivals, it's like five to 10 million. So 20 million is a lot. And that's a good sign that they believe in the quality. Um, his last movie actually came out for Netflix. So he's already worked with them before. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. It's uh, Glenn Powell from Top Gun Maverick, the, uh, the the guy who's like kind of the bad guy, you know the the small mouth, the jerk guy. Yeah, um, yeah. he he co-wrote this movie with with Link later because they they've worked together before. Uh, they were in that he made he was in that uh, baseball movie I liked a lot. Uh, Everybody wants them. It was a college baseball team. Um, but yeah, it sounds sounds good. In fact, the Netflix is willing to pay twenty million. Uh, it's a good sign. I ha- didn't see if they're putting it out this year or if it'll be out next year. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, that's good. Pretty neat. All right. Uh, Netflix has money, up. you know. They can't pay they the sure writers, do. but they definitely have money. <laughs> they got five ninety nine uh from me this month. You can't watch all of their product on there, uh, which is weird. Uh, let's talk about the movie release schedule for the rest of the year. Yeah, so I, I said we'd do this. Uh, you know, the strike didn't actually delay as many things as we thought. So we, we've got a pretty set schedule here uh, that I'm going to go through here. Um, well, the first movie I have on here is actually from last week, but I got Haunting in Venice came out last Friday. Uh, but this Friday, uh, The Expendables 4, which I don't know if anyone's really looking forward to. Um, it's, it looks like more Jason Statham's the star of it now because Stallone's like 80. 
but that'll be out. Uh, September 29th, you got three uh, big releases. You got uh, Saw X, Saw 10, whatever you want to go with. Uh, you got Dumb Money, the uh, GameStop stock movie. Uh, and then you got The Creator, which is uh, from the director of Rogue One and Godzilla. He hadn't made a movie in a while, but he... It's so made some big scale action movies, and this is like a, a original sci fi thing with uh, what's his name, Washington Junior, whatever Denzel Washington Junior, but it's not Denzel Washington Junior. Uh, somebody know. Washington. Is it his really his son? Yeah, definitely. I can't remember. His name. Uh, I'm <laughs> blanking on it. From Tenet and Black Klansman, he's 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 a real real guy. Um, and then October John 6th. David. John David Washington, yes. October 6th, we got The Exorcist Believer. So we talked about the last week got moved up because on October 13th, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour is coming out. And uh, I think I said that it might make like 50 million or something. They're saying it could make 100 million. (laughs) It's just insane. Like she has too much money already. So I don't, I don't support that. Um, October 20th, Killers of the Flower Moon, the Scorsese movie. Uh, Very much looking forward to this one. October 27th, Five Nights at Freddy's. I could see me seeing that. That's like uh, the Chuck E. Cheese movie or something. Yeah, it's the the animatronics come to life and try to kill kids and stuff. So, <laughs> um, November 10th, we got three out, including one new one that I'll have to talk about here. Uh, but The Marvels, so that's uh, the next Marvel movie, uh, Captain Marvel 2. Uh, that's coming out November 10th. Uh, also, The Holdovers with Paul Giamatti. Uh, this was a smaller movie. I think we watched the trailer. It just looks like a... You know, nice little pleasant story. Um, and we all like Paul Giamatti. He's an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then also, uh, this is the one that I just added. Dream Scenario uh, with Nicolas Cage. So I just saw the trailer for this today. Uh, an A24 movie. It looks like Prime Cage. He's a college professor. Um, and somehow the entire world starts dreaming about him. Seeing him in their dreams. And, uh, That's about right. Yeah. Just strange premise right there. But it's Nick Cage getting to be weird. So I'm all for that. Uh, November 17th, I've got four big releases here. We got the Hunger Games Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Don't really care, but that's the prequel to Hunger Games. Uh, Next Goal Wins. That's a Taika Waititi's soccer movie with Michael Fassbender. Uh, we got Trolls 3, uh, big franchise, whatever. Uh, and then Thanksgiving, a movie called Thanksgiving. And you're going to have to go back in time to see if you can remember this. Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. <laughs> so this was based on a fake trailer he made for the Grindhouse uh, movie, if you remember that, from like 20 years ago, where Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez made the uh, two movies in one, and they had fake trailers yeah. in, in between them, and one of them was Thanksgiving, that. like a slasher movie set around Thanksgiving, and uh, now Eli Roth's gone and actually made it. So uh. Yeah, I saw the trailer for it. Have you seen the trailer for it yet? <laughs> yeah, it looks so good. Oh, yeah, of course. That, I mean, but you know what I said, though? I was like, I'm all about the holiday horror movies because oh, yeah. it's cool to bring... Because you get two in one. You get a holiday movie, and then it's a, it's a little bit of a horror. Like, you know, I remember... Pretty sure the three of us watched Krampus together. Yeah. They've made three Black Christmases. Three. I don't even think I've seen one. I saw the latest I one. It wasn't Krampus. very good, but... Um, Okay, November 22nd, we got two movies. That's the day before Thanksgiving. We've got Napoleon, uh, which should be oh, great. Yeah. And we've got uh, Disney's Wish. So it's an animated movie from Disney. Probably will make a lot of money. Probably have some songs that none of us will ever really engage with. But will be hits for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, November 24th is Saltburn. I talked about that last week. Uh, a small indie movie I'm looking forward to. Uh, December 1st, The Bike Riders. also mentioned that uh, last week. Uh, Mal and 8th, William H. Macy are back. Uh, no, it is uh, motorcycles. Tom Hardy, 
uh, Austin. Yeah, I was Butler. thinking like Wild Hogs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, December 8th, I've got four on here. Some weird ones here. The Boy and the Heron is a Japanese animated movie. Uh, the guy who makes that is like the Disney of Japan. Um, and he's might be his last movie. Um, Poor Things, which was like the best reviewed of any of the, the festival movies. Um, the Zone of Interest, which... Do you guys remember when we watched uh, Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson? That weird movie where she's... Sounds familiar. She just like has sex with guys and then like kills them, but you don't see it. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah. So the guy who made that movie hasn't made a movie since. And now <laughs> this is his new next movie, so... Uh, probably be pretty weird. Super weird. Yeah. Um, and then also here, December 8th, Magazine Dreams... Notable about this, this premiered at Sundance at the beginning of the year. It's starring Jonathan Majors, who's the uh, guy who assaulted his girlfriend, but he's on trial. And I think that trial is supposed to start soon. But he just ever... uh, broke up a kid's fight. So <laughs> yeah, he's he, back in the he clear. He broke up a kid's fight at In-N-Out or something. <laughs> That's um, all kids do now is just fight on camera. Uh, but he's supposed to be like incredible in that movie. Um, but who knows what's going to happen with that. And it's... Uh, it's going to come out, but will he be in jail by December 8th? I don't know. Uh, December 5th, 15th, we got Wonka. Uh, December 20th, we got Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, so you can finally see no the full cares. trailer. Uh, December 22nd, you got Migration, another kid's animated movie, the Illumination people, about ducks. I don't know. Uh, December 22nd, The Iron Claw. I want to see this one. It's an A24 movie about independent wrestling, so... Uh, should be good. Zach Efron is in it. So, Oh, uh, that one where they have the weird bowl haircuts. Yeah, probably. December 25th, Christmas Day, you got uh, The Boys in the Boat, a George Clooney-directed movie uh, about rowers, Olympic rowers that rowed against Hitler in the Olympics or something. Again, uh, like he actually was a rower also, Hitler? No, but, you know, he during the entire Olympics, he stood there and watched... And then, oh, yeah, that's Coke. like the Jesse Owens Olympics, yeah. right? So I, he probably watched the rowers too and then like threw a beer at a wall. Well, he actually probably right. liked the rowers because <laughs> wasn't Hitler like gay? I don't know. Like, what does uh, that do with rowing? Because <laughs> they're all like jacked guys usually. Like the <laughs> okay. rowing, like they're pretty strong. <laughs> it's like, is rowing. I'm just imagining, well, because like, first of all, who watches rowing? And then it's like, for, I'm just know. imagining Hitler up there just like with his binoculars, like looking at these guys, these young men row, and he's like, oh, yes, that's the one. Oh, I yeah. Want. I don't know if that's. <laughs> He's got to like how his hair just keeps like not going parted anymore because he's so excited. So, yeah, that's probably what George Clooney put into the movie, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. What if? <laughs> just a comedy. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, lastly, we've got Ferrari also coming out Christmas Day. So. Oh, yeah. Is Lamborghini yeah. in a counter with a movie? I think they already made it. New Year's did. Day. Yeah. yeah. Frank Grillo is Lamborghini and it. The trailer and the reviews aren't that great. Um, seemed interesting, but yeah, I and this is just it. the start of Ferrari, like how it started by like Ed Ferrari or something. I don't think his name is Ed. <laughs> Enzo, Enzo, because he's Italian. Oh. Um, I was but, close then, actually. Yeah, is Ed the yeah. same? As I don't Enzo? know. I don't know. It makes sense because I forgot they do have like a Ferrari Enzo, huh? Yeah, I yeah. think right. Yeah. Uh, so I also have here some streaming movies coming the rest of the year. Uh, starting with this Friday, we've got No One Will Save You, uh, like an alien horror movie coming to Hulu. I'm going to definitely watch this one uh, at some point. And you also got Spy Kids Armageddon coming oh to Netflix. So that's that's good Andy. for everyone there. Calm down, we, Andy. We yeah. talked about the Spy Kids. We did. Yeah, we had a whole obsessed. best of. About this this is a reboot, so no Antonio Banderas. Which no, machete. Yeah, no machete. No machete. We got Zach Levi, though. Yeah. 
Um, and then October 6th, we've got a couple more horror movies. We've got Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, the prequel coming to Paramount+. Plus. Uh, and then a movie called Totally Killer coming to Amazon, which is, uh, you know, they've had this trend of making remaking movies, um, but then putting a horror spin on them. Like um, Happy Death Day was Groundhog's Day. They did Freaky Friday, or Freaky, which was Freaky Friday. Uh, this movie, Totally Killer, is Back to the Future, but horror, where like a, a teenager gets sent back to uh, the past when her parents were at high school. But there's also a killer. So um, that's coming to Amazon, and I'll probably watch that as well, just because, you know, I kind of like that shit. It's probably not going to be great. Um, October 13th, Netflix has put out a movie called The Fair Play. That was um, at Sundance. I got really good reviews, so uh, that'll be a big one for them. October 27th, Pain Hustlers, another Netflix movie. Uh, with Chris Evans and Emily Blunt, so some some star power there. Um, but it looks like it's the same thing as you know, Dope Sick. It's about uh, the salesman uh, selling you know the the pain drugs that are. Wait, isn't know, that already out on Netflix? And is now, it they made a, they made like a different one, and now this is another movie about that. So they just keep going. Um, yeah, I November, mean, no. Ferris Bueller's in the show. I have it on my list to watch. Yeah. Well, he's Pain no Chris Killer. Evans. Yeah. Which one's Chris Evans? Uh, Captain America. Okay. The guy that made uh, the Not another team stealing movie. the SAT. Yeah, the perfect score. Yeah. If you can come back from that. Him and Jason Momoa ha- should have a dead career, but they bounced back somehow. Yeah. Um, November 3rd, we got a movie called Quiz Lady, an Aquafina comedy coming to Hulu. So I'm sure you're thrilled about that. Uh, November 10th is The Killer, the David Fincher, Michael Fassbender movie. And so, you know, mark your calendar for that. That's going to be great. Uh, November 21st is Leo. This is the Adam Sandler lizard animated movie. Um, so Adam Sandler's doing a very stereotypical Jewish voice. And I don't know. He's allowed to do that. But it's, you know, it is what it is. He's, he's owned by Netflix. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. December 1st is a movie called May December. It had very, very good reviews at uh, a festival. So another big one for Netflix. Maybe one of their Oscar pushes. Uh, December 8th is a movie called Leave the World Behind. I haven't seen anything about it other than it's uh, from the creator of Mr. Robot. So uh, I'm interested Whoa. in that. Uh, December 15th, we got Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nuggets. A sequel to Chicken Run 20 years later. Uh, <laughs> Dawn of the Nugget. No, huh? Mel Gibson did not return for Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nuggets. But uh, it'll still be out. Uh, December 20th is Maestro, Bradley Cooper's movie about a composer. And then December 22nd is uh, Rebel Moon Part 1. Part 1. Um, those are all Netflix movies. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff coming. Uh, I, I'll be yeah, busy. Don't say. Um, I don't think I'll get to all of these here. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to see Taylor Swift's Eras Tour. I think it's already sold out. Yeah. So it's, it's disappointing for me. Yeah. Pretty but good. Yeah, good schedule. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works with your current, your dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code... Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. We're going to give you a 65% off at checkout because they're friends of the pod. 
So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code TONY for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, I have three. Well, I got a bigger week. I got five, so. Whoa. I have technically you got two. one you could talk with me about that I yeah. just added. Yeah, so. I saw that. So we, I have two. Andy and I can talk about that last one at the end because it's going to need some time to talk about. It was uh, probably one of the inter- most inter- – I won't even say weird. It was the most in- one of the most interesting movies in like a weird way that I've ever seen. But so other than the one Andy and I can do together at the end, I've only got one. So maybe whoever wants – maybe Andy knocks out a couple. I'm going to do two quick out. ones that are old movies that I just found interesting. Um, so first was – uh, I just talked about the killer coming to Netflix. Uh, the same writer as Seven, so it's cool that David Fincher is working with the same writer again there. Um, and I was like, "What else has this guy done?" And it was a movie called Brain Scan, and I was able to find it on Tubi. Uh, when I read the premise, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna enjoy this." It's Edward Furlong <clears throat> as a uh, computer nerd slash punk slash horror fan, and he uh, gets a new computer game that happens to be like a real simulation think like vr and uh it makes him like commit a murder and it's like wow that was super real that was uh, that was a great game and then it turns out the murder actually happened oh i like that and he's, he's stuck in the game and it's uh it's really cheesy there's a um like a bad guy character that like comes to him through the game who's like got like a weird mask on that looks kind of cool that kind of taunts him and uh that was fun uh, a lot of good like grunge music. It's, it's such. It's a very very '90s movie. I enjoyed that aesthetic, but um, yeah, it's like this is something I've never seen, never heard of before, and it just existed, and uh, I found it. Tubi is amazing because like I think everything that doesn't get on another another streaming service, they just dump it on there because like, hey, we'll get a couple of cents from the ads you watch, so why not? So Edward Furlong might get a one cent uh, residual check from me. <laughs> so good for him. He needs it. Pretty good. Uh, and then the other older movie I watched, uh, I watched it on the Criterion Collection, a movie I, I knew about but never, never watched. I know it's a notorious flop, like one of the considered one of the worst movies of all time. Uh, but directed by Paul Verhoeven, did RoboCop and Total Recall, so I wanted to watch it. Uh, a movie called Showgirls. Now, Sean, do you know you know this movie? Is that uh, Jesse Spano? Yes. So that's why you would know it. Uh, she left Saved by the Bell to start a movie career, and this was her big starring role. And uh, yeah, big flop. It was the NC-17. It's the widest released NC-17 movie ever. Um, had a big budget. It made like no money. Uh, she is horrible slash incredible in this movie. It did feel like Verhoeven watched the episode where she gets addicted to caffeine pills. and was <laughs> That's like, a great one. I want this for my entire movie. I'm so excited. She is. She is uh, I'm so scared. That's 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 basically the entire movie right there. You, you nailed it. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, it's, it's it is bad and stupid, and uh, I think the worst part about it is the first half was much more fun at being bad, and then the second half doesn't stay as fun at being bad, but. I think I've seen some of that. Like, I think it used to be on VH1, and like my sister was watching it Probably. one day or something. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just she. She's just a nobody who wants to become a dancer in Vegas, and you know, starts out at a strip club and works her way up to like the real shows. And it's just kind of one of those stories um, that we've all seen before. But yeah, the reason to watch it is that uh, Jesse from Saved by the Bell isn't it? Pretty good. Um, you want me to go? Yeah. 
I've got three in total. Two will be pretty fast as they're pretty old. One of them I want to do a deeper dive, but I watched on Showtime Schindler's List. Yeah, a movie I had first heard of through Seinfeld. You are making out during Schindler's List. Uh, This is Liam Neeson and Ray Fiennes, uh, duplicate-looking people. One's just shorter and a little fatter. Um, And uh, one's evil and one's good at the end. Uh, But... It's a phenomenal film, Steven Spielberg. It's in black and white, so I know a lot of you know younger people can't handle that. But it's in English. There's no German. So, uh, but uh, Oscar Schindler is a, a businessman who grows a heart. A lot of in a lot of ways, it's kind of like uh, you know the Grinch or not the Grinch, uh, Scrooge. It's <laughs> <The> close. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because you can kind of see at first, like he doesn't really think anything is that bad is happening to these people. And uh, he just sees them as, you know, ways to make him money. But as he starts to see what is happening, his heart grows uh, three times bigger than it was before. Um, see what I did there, Tony? Uh, yeah, that's a Grinch uh, reference, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's very good. It's still pretty shocking. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, no hitler or anything like that in this but there's you know uh camps uh concentration camps and things like that and um yeah it's just pretty crazy all all in all uh ben ben kingsley is in it and uh, he's great and um yeah it's a crazy movie that is probably you know one of the top 100 movies of all time uh pretty high up on that list probably or low up on the list i guess from 1993, three hours, 15 minutes. Check it out. Uh, next, I'll do a quick one, too. I watched on Netflix, um, Unbroken, from 2014, two hours, 17 minutes. It's about a guy who uh, grew up in Torrance, uh, went on to be an Olympic uh, athlete, and uh, was in uh, the war over there in Japan, was uh, shot down, or his plane crashed, and spent a lot of days at sea and then got into another, uh, you know, concentration camp, uh, over in Japan. And like the title says, you couldn't break him. He, uh, it's kind of a religious movie, but not really. Uh, but he finds faith and it's very good. I mean, again, it's based on a true story and pretty gnarly. Um, a couple of, off the beaten path of war movies, but good war movies uh, you can check out. Uh, Netflix and Showtime. Yeah, uh, I think I, Angelina I Jolie directed this one. Yeah, I remember I saw like actually like the first 45 minutes or hour or so of it. Like I definitely saw the part where like they were trapped on, you know, the three of them were on the raft out in sea for like X amount of days. Yeah. That's the crazy thing, too, because you see, like, that stuff, and it's like, you know, how, like, they're getting burned because you're just directly in the sense of, like, they're all, like, oh, dehydrated that was my and nightmare. chapped lips. That was, I would just be dead. Like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I used to watch, there's, I forget what it was, but there was a show that was on, you know, one of those, like, Discovery Channels or something about, like, crazy stories of people, and I remember there being one about some guy that survived, like, you know, uh, like, something stupid, like, a month at sea or something like that, but, like, same situation, just, like, on the raft like that, and, you know, you just basically... I guess every day you have to have faith that today's the day you're going to get saved. 
Yeah, I think it says 47 days in a raft before getting picked up by the Japanese Navy. Yeah, that's the thing, too. It's like, oh, we're getting saved. Oh, but we're going to a concentration camp. Yeah, he says, he's like, I have good news and I have bad news to the other yeah. guy who was like, his eyes were closed. Uh, yeah, it, it's a crazy movie. And uh, I had heard of it and uh, finally got around to watching it, uh, like I said, from 2014. So I already had almost a decade old. Well, I have one left that'll be a little longer if uh, you guys want to. I don't know how many Andy had left. If Tony I'm going to do any. another one here. Uh, I watched The Equalizer 2 and 3, not The you Equalizer son 1. son of a bitch. But I watched The Equalizer 2 is on Hulu. Uh, Equalizer 1 is nowhere to be found, or maybe stars or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I was like, I don't think I need to watch the first one. I think I'll figure it out. And I figured it out. I understand. Not what's going seen on. either of those? No. So, and a shame on you. They're wonderful. Uh, yeah, okay. But they. I didn't think I needed to see the first one, and I was right. I figured out, okay, he's ex-Special Forces, whatever, and now he helps people. So, um, yeah, the first one he's in, or the second one that I, so Equalizer 2, the first one I watched, uh, he's in Boston and has to, I don't even remember anymore, but he has to kick ass, and he kicks ass. Uh, you work I, at Lowe's? That was that been the first one. And the second one, he's a oh. Lyft driver. Yeah, he has, oh, a, okay. he has a good scene where he beats up some like Wall Street finance guys. It's like, yeah, and it's just kind of like that's very, it's very satisfying. I wish it didn't have an overall story and it was just him beating up bad people that are like rude and stuff because that's cool. Yeah. Um, rather than like, oh, he's gonna take down organized crime or something. I was like, no, just beat up guys who like ran a red light or something. I'd be into that. I want to see that movie, but where they go around these little kids that are robbing all these malls or stealing cars and shit. Go and beat up their asses. Yeah, I mean, he kind of... That'd be awesome. That. There was like a kid kid in the neighborhood who's like, he's I'm going to look out for him and is like, oh, he's going to hang out with some bad guys and he just goes to the bad guys and be like, you can't hang out with this guy anymore because I'll beat you up. And it's like, oh, okay. That's cool. Um, Pedro Pascal was in that one like right before he became famous. So. Um, but yeah, then The Equalizer 3 is very different. It is not that at all mm-hmm. where... He is uh, in Italy and uh, ends up uh, injured and has to recover. And he ends up in the Amalfi Coast, you know, where my, my apartment complex here is based on. <laughs> yeah. very, is it really? It is, yeah. Huh. That's what's called that, you know. It is called it's that. But just I like it. So just a little uh, coastal town there in, in Italy. Very, very small. And it's like it, it gets built up. So to get up to, like, the church, you got to walk up all these stairs. And it's just a, a simple life. And he... You know, he grows to love living in this little town, and then, you know, the mafia comes and starts shaking down the local businessmen, and he's got to stand up to them. And uh, this was very much like an old Western or a samurai movie, where it's just like, yeah, the, the guy's hurt, and he's in the town, and he's got to stand up to the bad guys, and, you know, they don't know any better. They just see this old man, but they don't know that he can beat you up, and so he, he goes and One punch up. to the jejunum. <laughs> yeah, he's just, hmm. he knows what he's doing. He's, he's, a semi-pro? It was a semi-pro or hot rod? Yeah, it was semi-pro. Yeah. Okay. I make him throw up. Which uh, one is in Hot Rod? Thrown up before. Or do uh, they not that name was the it one Rod. that makes you shit yourself. Yeah, but do they not have a name that's, for yeah, it? Yeah, it's just multiple. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's really good for what that is. It's <laughs> yeah, I want to see it. I'd... Just a, an old guy who they don't they underestimate, and he's you know goes and fights them. This is one of those things There's... where it'll be on stars in like a year and a half. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think it was. I think it was a Sony movie, so I think actually it'd be on Netflix. 
Um, well, like I have months. stars for oh. three months for three bucks a month right now. It's so. not going to be out in three months. I can tell you that. That's where I watch John Wick. Yeah, which I'll get to. But uh, it's mostly it's mostly an Italian cast. It's definitely filmed there. You can't like fake that. Um, but the Americans that you would know are uh, Dakota Fanning. So teaming up again after Man on Fire, she's now she's now grown and she's playing a CIA person kind of tracking like what he's doing there. And be like, why are these uh, mafia people getting beat up? I got see about this uh and then i think we've talked about that when this came out like your game the yeah, david, david denman. denman the guy guy who played uh from newport beach Roy, uh from the office uh he he was dakota fang's boss also a cia person but everyone else is just like italian and like you know legitimate italian um they love soccer you know that kind of stuff yeah yeah i enjoyed equalizer three more than equalizer two uh just it, it was a nice little vacation you know Get to see the yeah. sights. I, I want to see it, but I don't want to go to the theater to see it. I want to just stream it. It's easier. All right. Uh, you want me to do my last one? Yeah, if you want. I mean, I had one other than what Andy was. Uh, fire I can do off. mine really quick. Fire yeah. Off. So it was uh, Friday night after, uh, you know, the dog incident, the locking of the door. Yeah, I told myself, day. I'm like, I'm not leaving the house tonight. This is just a sign. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to call it an evening. So I was, um, home alone for the majority of the night which was nice all the way up until like 11 o'clock from when i got home from work which was like around three so it was a good time um and i'm like you know what? Well, now i'm allowed to watch the weird shit that i like watching which is anything horror-ish that's you know halloween related so i uh just went on to like amazon prime and just basically talked to alexa or i guess i don't know is alexa part of amazon prime i don't know whoever i'm talking to on the remote yes. uh, somebody answered and i was like all right play like i was just basically was like halloween like let me just get a theme and it's just one of those bs things of like an hour and a half hour 45 minutes of like six or seven like just little short clip stuff but it was called tales of halloween and it was just a bunch of you know you know some of the things are over the top gruesome but it, to me it feels like it's people that are like you know like still in school or something that like try to get like are trying to get like their you know little stories that they've come up with out there and stuff like that so i mean there was all sorts of weird ones, you know, like I can't even really like describe a lot of them. It was basically just like, you know, trick or treaters. And then like somebody kills somebody and just shit like that. Like how you can imagine stuff like that would be uh, not very, you know, like, like I said, it's just very cheesy episodes. It's more of like for the theme of it, like, Oh, we're in October. So, cause I like watching horror movies, but when it comes down to like October time, I mean, it's like, it's the Halloween theme ones that are even more fun, you know, where you get like the, you know, just, you know, the trick-or-treaters, the decorations, the Halloween parties, and, you know, then chaos breaks loose. But, uh, yeah, that was just a little fun, weird one that I watched. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. A lot, lot of uh, cameos from uh, people that worked in horror. Uh, Joe Dante is in it, <laughs> the director. That's interesting. But uh, I recognize two of these directors. Neil Marshall did The Descent. Okay, there you uh, go. And then Darren Lynn Boosman. That's the guy who does all the Saw movies now. So. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was graphic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at times. like, I mean, But it's to the point where, because I mean, I'm sure this thing didn't have a high budget. So it's like, it's graphic to the point where it's like just over the top. But yeah, that's not too bad. Pretty sweet. So that reminded me, there was something else I wanted to say about the movie Brain Scan. Um which is very much like a Goosebumps premise. You could see like a, a kid who his parents are gone. His dad's always on business and he's left alone and he buys this video game and then he gets, he learns a lesson because the video games are bad. I don't know, maybe, but it, it 
there's a there's an older character, the principal, who like doesn't like him. He wants to cancel his horror movie club. And I recognized him like almost immediately. Like, this guy's in Goosebumps. He's the military guy that gets turned into the gnome. Oh, the gnome? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like this fucking guy. Holy shit. The and neighbor, right? Yeah. And I was like, it was. And I was like, yep, see. They knew it had a Goosebumps vibe to it. So. Wow, that's funny. Yeah. Very good. Very good. All right, I'll close out mine. Um, I watched on Stars John Wick number four. Um, it's, I don't know. It's very much the exact same. Um, I wrote down a bunch of notes, actually. Uh, so without giving stuff away, sorry, there's going to be spoilers here. So if you haven't seen it, fast forward a minute or something. Um, they demolish a building in the middle of New York City. Um where like did they pull permits how do you get away with that um also they're doing a radio show and it is very very on the nose of Shaq and hubie halloween doing a radio show no um, that's it's it's the warriors Shaq is ripping off the warriors because he loves that all movie. right well either way andy tomato it's, a, tomato it's an homage to to the warriors a great film all right all right i'm sorry you didn't um, that. also <laughs> they play the same song literally <laughs> The guy from It is so wealthy. Like, he's wearing a tie I've never seen before. Um, which made me wonder, like, who is funding all of this? Is this all off of people paying these people to kill people? I think they do all organized crime is the way I would see it. But, like, you got to pay them to do organized crime, you know? Okay. You yeah, because I feel like they don't really there. explain that. Yeah, you maybe they do. Let your imagination run wild. I guess. Um, also, like, there's no police. They were in Paris just no. fucking up the Arc de Triomphe. Like, no police anywhere. Uh, and then the last thing, it just Ben Affleck from Daredevil, but just made him Chinese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't really seem fair that he's in a duel. He's blind. That's not fair. But he's so good that it doesn't matter. He's blind. He still has an advantage. Yes. <laughs> he can hear everything. But it, I don't know. It was just getting kind of old. Like everyone is in a bulletproof suit. And so you have to have a shot to the chin. Uh, and then, I don't know. It just felt like the third movie all over again. Um, but he went to Asia and he went to Paris. And he was shooting on horseback and, you know. Uh, Syria or something. It's still fun. Uh, I watched it over like two and a half days or something because it's three hours long. Um, but I did find that I was getting kind of bored. Maybe just wasn't in the mood to watch it. So I don't know. It was just a lot of the same, I thought. I think it was everything that came before, but done better. I suppose. So that's my perspective. Didn't have Bobon. No, that, you know, that is a point against it. Could have had like a twin brother or something. Yeah. Would have been fun. Hmm. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's what I've been watching. So you guys want to close us out? Yes. I've got two here. Oh. So I'll do this one. Then Tony and I will close out. Uh, the Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon, the next spinoff of The oh. Walking Dead. Um, and you can guess from the title that it's starring Daryl Dixon, <laughs> uh, the character uh, played by Who Norman Reedus. Uh, Norman Reedus, the motorcycle guy, uh-huh. has a crossbow. Uh, fan favorite, guys. The, the only guy left from the first season, I think. Boondock Saints. Yes. Um, yeah, I watched that the other day. And he, uh, in this show, he ends up in 
France somehow. Uh, we've never crossed uh, into a different country in this series. <laughs> they don't tell you how. It's kind of the mystery. Uh, but somehow he's on a bigger boat, lands on, he gets put on a smaller boat and lands in the south of France. And, uh, he wants to get to the north of France. Um, I don't know why. We don't know why, which is nice. Cause I, I guess if you're, you can come into this fresh because you don't know what's going on. It doesn't matter. Like if you never, if you haven't watched it since season four. If you've never watched it at all, you could pick right up with this and just be like, oh, it's his own story. Um, and so he ends up being, Found by some nuns at a convent, and uh, they said they'll help him get to all the way across the country to north of France. Uh, if he agrees to help them get uh, a young boy across the country, who they believe is is the chosen one to save them from uh, the zombies. So uh, the premise is very similar to The Last of Us. It's kind of... I don't know if they knew that that was going to happen. I think they've claimed that, like, no, like... We wrote this before that show even aired, but obviously it's based on a video game from over 10 years ago now. So, um, but that's a very similar story of, you know, person has to get a kid across from somewhere. Um, and it, it's a good story. It's a good setup. So, uh, I watched the first two episodes of this and I think it's, it's very good. Uh, definitely refreshing to be in a different setting like this. You get different types of bad guys and, um, you know, France is, it, it, it's got history, you know, it's been, uh, France has been around longer than the United States, if you didn't know, so, uh, they have cool. more history, they have castles, well, we don't have very many castles here. No, we uh, do not. Not real ones. Yeah. Camelot, though. That's Sure, <laughs> yeah. Off the 91. <laughs> All right, well, I think Andy and I will jump into this last one we watched, which, uh, we actually started, uh, shit. Three weeks ago, two weeks ago, about three. Let's just call it three weeks ago. Uh, and then Andy and I got it. It was, you know, late night after the podcast. So we, uh, and it's a long movie for a, uh, I guess, what is this? Horror, I guess, thriller, horror. Not really thriller, I guess. So yeah, horror. And um, we got to, uh, um, what? let's see here. We got about a, an hour into it and it was like an hour 40 or so. And so I actually ended up going home and like a few days later, I ended up finishing it on my own. <laughs> but then I did rewatch the rest of it with Andy uh, last week. So um, it's called Skinamarink. Skinamarink. Yeah, it was it's very. On, it's on very Hulu bizarre. now. Um, it was had a very like small release at the beginning of this year. Um, but I think what's notable about the movie, it's incredibly low budget. So I think they made a couple million dollars in theaters. They uh, They made back their budget because it's like. I think it's like less than $20,000 that they made this movie for. Um, it is very minimal. Um, I'll give my perspective on it. Then I want to hear what Tony has to say about what he thinks it is. Uh, but this was like filmed like on like VHS cameras, but even like shittier is kind of what I would, how I would describe it. Um, and there's nothing that nothing's going on. It's just almost like um, sitting inside of a, scene more than like there's there's like no dialogue no one's talking to each other there's no yeah. action it's almost like security cameras that's kind of the way i would say it of just yeah two minutes of one camera that's on a something good, good way to put it because something might be going on there's there. times where it'll just film the ceiling yeah and it's and you're looking because you could barely make out it's so grainy and you're like is something there is there something i'm seeing and it's kind of like what tony was talking about in his story earlier about in the dark, what do you see sometimes? Um, you see things that aren't there. 
Your mind will fill in gaps and make it seem like there's something, but maybe there is something. How do you really know? Um, yeah, so in this one, it's two young children that are left in their house at night. And yeah, they wake up in the middle of the night and the door on the house is gone and they don't know what's going on and they're kids and they're just dark and the only source of light is is an old TV to watch cartoons because uh, I think it does take place in the 90s is what it's supposed to be. So yeah, uh, very relatable to me of like, okay, I remember this when you would be a kid and you'd try to turn the TV on at uh, three in the morning and maybe there'd be like weird cartoons or something on. Um, and it'd be stat. The TV would always be static. Like half the channels would have nothing. And it just, you know, it's, it's very creepy and unsettling. So, um, I don't know how you describe it. I think unsettling is a good word because, uh, it just, it just, yeah, how it's filmed. I mean, it's obviously on the camera and it's like, you'd have the kids, but what's creepy is what makes it so like unsettling is like now that we've watched it, like, I'm not trying to give away any spoilers. It's like, but if, if you're going into that movie and you're not knowing what's happening next, it, I think it could be horrifying. Like, I think this one of the scenes that I think is the scariest scene is the part when they're he's in the the kids in the room with his parents and the dad, you know, because like you said, there's not much dialogue, but it's just kind of like muttering that you can understand. And especially because it helps because they do give you subtitles. But like there's the scene where like the dad's like, you know, like look under the bed and it's like, look under the bed. And then like nothing's going on and you go back up and then it's like you look under the bed again and it's like well, you're just waiting for like something to happen. And then there's the mother that then is sitting on the edge of the bed, but her back is but your her back is towards you. So you don't you never see anybody's face. Uh, but then like but like you said, though, but then you do kind of see some faces in, you know, the static of everything at times. But it's I mean, it was really, really bizarre. And I mean, what even can we conclude with what happens? I mean, it's, I mean, obviously there is the part, I mean, spoilers then for, you know, I think it's less about plot. It's just kind of about feeling like, I, yeah. I don't know what actually happened or there's no interpretation of like, like I said, you could make up anything. Oh, they were already dead or they're in limbo, limbo or they're yeah. in space. Like, I don't know. Does it matter? Like, it yeah. just, I mean, but I think there the for sure was <laughs> like a murder at some, or like some sort because, there's the scene where they at the van where they do throw the blood on the ceiling and it makes. But then it, they reverse it and then they do it again and it's just like what. That makes me think: happening? is it both kids though? So that's what I was yeah. thinking about. That was. And then there's the whole thing too, where then you know it, it's like the little kids on the phone with the nine one one saying that like it was stabbed in the eye because he was like told to stab himself yeah. in the eye or like in the face or something. I don't know. It's. But you never see any of this. No, just, but, but you do hear like that demonic, like, you know, a voice that's, you know, supernatural voice be like, you know, like whatever it says to yeah, him. But but could that have been a car outside? That's, I think that's what it's playing on is that like middle of the night. Like well, my story at the start of this podcast. Yeah, that you don't know what's real, what is actually going on and your mind can interpret things. But. I agree. I mean, that is a hundred percent. Yeah. So we started and we ended with, uh, what is your mind thinking in the middle of the night? Yeah. But, uh. I think a very good movie to watch in complete silence in the dark by yourself. Oh, yeah. Because you, then you, you, you get into it. You have to have this, you have to watch this movie. First off, you have to go into this movie with an open mind. Like, don't go in thinking you're seeing like the scariest movie of your life or whatever. You really have to experience like the unusualness of it. And you definitely have to watch it with the lights off because that's the only way you'll be able to get a clear vision of what's going on. And, uh, yeah, and pay attention. This isn't a movie to watch while you're like, you know, scrolling through Instagram and stuff like that. It's more of an art project than a movie. <laughs> like, well, yeah, and I mean, it wasn't the budget really small, too. Yeah. I mean, it, and a very successful one. They, I think they, they got what they yeah, it was wanted out of me. Yeah, yeah oh, me too. I, 
I definitely, uh, I enjoyed it. It does keep you on the edge because you're like, what's going to happen next? But uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's called Skinamarink, and it's on uh, Hulu right now. Very interesting. All right, well, I think that'll wrap us up for the Entertainment Podcast. You've been listening to episode 342 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Thank you. We'll see you later.